0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Grace Moments Live with Pastor Rich. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Uh, I Clearly, we're not outside. If you're in the Atlanta area, you are not enjoying the sunshine. We've had a phenomenal spring, and today is bringing those uh, kind of April showers before we get to the May flowers. So hope that you're staying dry today. Got an exciting and fun topic for us today and a couple of special guests who are going to help us with this. But This is meant to be an interactive time, so love to have you jump into the chat feature to have your comments. Uh, Also, we've got the Q&A section, so if you have a question, remember comments go in the comment section, uh, questions go in the questions section, so we know what we're trying to answer during our time, and at any time you've got a comment or a question, you can jump in uh, for that. So it's great to be with you um, tonight, and uh, I wanna begin by having us recall that time when you were a kid and your parent gave you a sip of their coffee. And if you were anything like me, the first time you ever tasted coffee when you were a kid is that that that's the most disgusting thing in the world. I got my coffee with me right here. Gonna take a sip? Yep, that still tastes good to me. It doesn't taste bad. And you often wonder why. Well, one of the things that that uh, is true for coffee on little tongues for little kids is that your tongue is smaller and all of the receptors in your tongue are actually closer together so the things that you actually feel in your um kind of in your taste buds are actually more intense when you're a child than when you're a grown-up so basically the reason that you and i like the taste of coffee now is that basically we're losing our sense of taste and so that everything tastes good to us but it's just one of many things that changes from the moment you're a kid to the moment that you're an adult. One, uh, let me give you another example. And this will have a relevancy and lead in, I promise, at some point. I'll bring it around at some point. I, I, I give you my pledge. So do you remember those moments when you were a kid and an event seemed like it, it lasted forever? Um, I remember that you know someone would say like, well, this will only take an hour. And, and you're like, as a child, you're like, oh, that's, that's forever. Well, and that's You know true for even like when you go to your high school and your first year of high school seemed to take forever and then you blinked and then high school was over there there's a time accelerator with regards to children and with students because what happens is it's such a smaller percentage of their life that kind of like the taste buds it's more concentrated on the young than it is when we're older so now if someone tells me hey that's going to take six months to me Six months isn't that long because I've lived for almost five decades. And so six months is a smaller percentage of my life than is six months to somebody who's 11 years old. Six months is a huge percentage of their life at that point. All of this is to say is that the things that we taste, the things that we experience, the things that we know disproportionately affect the young because of the short span of their life at this time. And certainly what we're going through right now in the aftermath of the time that we're experiencing the shelter in place and the nature of this disease is certainly going to have an impact on us. So this is Great's Moment Live. We're going to talk about the impact of this disease and all that surrounds it with two people from the church team. I want to begin by reminding you of the words of uh, Frederick Buechner, listen to your life, see it for the fathomless mystery that it is, and the boredom and the pain of it just as much in the excitement and the gladness of it, touch, taste, smell your way to the holy and hidden part of it, because in the end, all moments are key moments, and life itself is grace. That's what we're about here, so let's begin with a word of prayer, let's pray. God, thank you for your grace that is available to, each, to us each and every day and in each and every moment. I pray, God, for the special blessing that we would have today for those who are young. Just as you brought the little children to come and be close to you, help us to make sure that we're always caring for that next generation. And so we pray tonight with great anticipation that you will give us wisdom and encouragement. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's bring on our panelists tonight. We got Kevin Sheehan and Deanne Townsend, who are going to join us tonight. And so Kevin and Deanne, jump on board for us here. There we go. Got right. it. Love it. It's good to see the two of you. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Doing good. Excellent. Got a double thumbs up from Kevin and a great from Deanne. So I want to just kind of warm up a little bit to get to know you guys, because some of them might not uh, might not have a chance to know you the way that. I do. What is one thing that you like to do that doesn't have to do with at work and is out of the office? What's something you like to do for fun? Kevin, why don't you go first?
1: All right. So mine is a combination lately of some mountain biking, riding other wheeled toys like Vespas, uncovering an old tennis court, burning and chainsawing stuff in my fire pit in the backyard, playing with the kids in the cul-de-sac, hunting some golf balls, all sorts of stuff.
0: Don't you have like a creek in your backyard that is like down? It's like down from a golf course. So you find like Titleist Pro V1s that have floated down under your property?
1: Yes, we are selling some Pro V1s in our neighborhood. If you guys are in the market, we are are down (laughs) creek from Indian Hills, which we think is the source. And we're picking up all sorts of golf balls.
0: That's great. So if you've ever lost a golf ball there, Um, uh, it might end up in Kevin's backyard. Uh, Deanne, what about you? What do you like to do for fun?
2: We'd love to go to the Atlanta United Games.
0: Oh, represent.
2: Absolutely. And we Uh, love waterfall hikes. We love doing the North Georgia waterfall hikes.
0: Do you have a favorite hike in uh, in the state?
2: You know, any of them that are up towards Blue Ridge, they're divine.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that Blue Ridge Mountain area is unbelievable. A little slice of, of heaven and it's not, it's not too far away. Well, one of the things uh, is, is that neither one of you live alone. You have posses at your house. So how many people are living at your house right now? Deanne, you first.
2: Uh, we have five right now. We have myself and Trey, two young adults, and my mom is with us.
0: Wow, so you got three generations all together. Yeah. Now, honestly, do they share the cooking load or do they just throw it all to you?
2: They share, actually, and they like to. So you I'm.
0: The, you have the, raised them well. Trade up a child in the way they will go. Yes, I love it. Love seeing that from our children's director, sharing the load in it. Kevin, what about you? How many people are living with y'all? Well,
1: there, there are five humans. It's Lauren and I are three kids. And then we also have two dog children, which <laughs> then to add to the to the family load.
0: That's right. So, so how old are your kids right now, Kevin?
1: They are eight, five, and three.
0: Which one do you like the best? Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Nice. Good recovery there. So the both of you share a love for um, the University of Southern Carolina. And um, so I'd love to hear you guys talk about your love for the Gamecocks.
1: I have partial love. I am married to a Gamecock, so I will start with that. But no, Dean and I's allegiances lie to Clemson University, um, the only university in the nation.
0: Is is it painful to have this much success in football and to look towards college football and get scared that it's not going to happen?
2: A little bit. My children, my three daughters, will end up being alums of Clemson. And they think that all this winning is the normal life of college.
0: Yeah, little, little do they know that that's not the normative experience for, yeah. for most people, that we're just wildly successful no matter, no matter what. I see that Rebecca Madden is already, you know, wildly chatting Go Tigers and Kate's jumping in with Go Tigers. So there's, there's a lot to represent here. Um, so I'd love to ask you a more serious question here. In your, in your own journey, when did your heart for God come alive? Dean, we'll go with you first.
2: Yeah, I, um, you know, when the pastors at Peachtree baptize babies, they always say that one of their prayers is that there will never be a day where that little one does not remember Jesus Christ being real in their lives. And I'm so grateful to have that as my testimony. But there was a specific time in my twenties, uh, studying the writings of the apostle Paul and it was at that time that I knew for sure that I had to share this. I had to share this with other people. And I just quickly knew that it was God was going to use me in children's lives and be able to, to share that news with children.
0: Hmm. That's fantastic. It's it's not every day you hear that somebody's testimony is they're reading God's word and that they're in Paul's letters and it just all of a sudden infused them with the spirit and with energy. Uh, off the top of your head, you happen to remember what part of the Bible in terms of Paul's letters you were reading? Did it oh, yeah. stick with you?
2: Uh, Romans 8, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law has set us free. So.
0: And that is a drop the mic kind of moment. Yeah. And once you realize that and get that. It's amazing how much of life gets put in a different perspective. Kevin, what about you? When, when was a, a moment your heart came alive?
1: Yeah, for me, it kind of started when I was in 10th grade of just playing basketball at a church, and then I ended up starting to go to the youth group, and um, it was not until my senior year that I had, like, a near-death car accident on the way to go snowboarding up in the mountains, and, you know, they say the space between your head and heart is pretty significant, and I'd been learning a little bit about the Lord and reading the Bible for the first time for a couple years, but it was in the moment that I stepped out of that car that I really received my salvation and things traveled that distance. And um, it, it was from there, my, my heart for the Lord just totally came alive. And a lot of that was nurtured at Clemson, which is one of the reasons why I really um, have such fond memories of, of being at Clemson.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good. And it is, uh, you know, there's only two things that pierce the human soul, beauty and affliction. And when you go through a moment like that, your, your soul is pierced. And the season that we're in right now is a time of incredible beauty and incredible pain all, all together. And as I said, in our intro, that is disproportionately felt on, on the young, but, but it's not all like, it's not all bad news. Like it's, it's not, um, you know, there's been bright spots as well. So what I'd love to start with first and Kevin will start with you, which is, um, how how do you see as kind of our minister to students how do you see what they're going through impacting the students um, let's start with negatively
1: yeah obviously it's been it's been tough for students it's it's been a little different for each student each family depending on you know how this how this really hit them but i think the biggest thing was students didn't know that the last day they're at school would be their last day they were at school mm-hmm. so things abruptly changed, and then there wasn't really closure, and so there's just been a lot of disappointments and um, frustration, I think, throughout the process for students. Obviously, a lot of things like milestones that different students were looking forward to uh, were no longer taking place, and were up in the air, and um, just friendships were strained. They were used to seeing their friends at school, and now they can't even see them in in any way because of the circumstances and having to deal with all their schooling being online and that leading to to things like Zoom fatigue and online fatigue. So I think it's been, it's definitely been an adjustment.
0: Yeah. Dan, what about for you? What are you noticing for young people today, the impact that this is having on them negatively?
2: Yeah, I see it significantly with the parents of young children. They are I'm hearing it described as feeling in a fog. They don't really know what's going to be next. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth graders and third graders are sensing that loss. They they're don't know what's expected of them right now. Just a lot of confusion and uncertainty.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin, you talked about Zoom fatigue for students. Um, what, you know, kind of, both students and parents or if they're if they're kind of in certain types of jobs and in education are both spending all day on Zoom. What kind of what kind of impact does that happen or have kind of on the rest of the day when you've spent so much time online?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was a beautiful thing that we had Zoom and had a way to connect once this all hit. So, you know, students, ministry, as well as businesses, everybody jumped on it, which was great but it has been tough kind of figuring out how do we normalize that to a manageable point. And so we've enjoyed being able to use it to connect with students and and to hang out at different times. But then also we're realizing that that can't be like her only modes of communication. And and we're realizing even with students and, and even people we're talking to just as coworkers, like sometimes it's just helpful to shut the video part off or just do a regular phone call um,
0: and if what was know, that? A regular phone call with just audio? <laughs> yeah. That's a crazy thing. That's old school, my friend. Very old. Old school. school. I love talking on the phone. Sometimes oh. I love talking on the phone more than the video. The video is great at times, but yeah. you know, but the audio only is sometimes uh, sometimes easier. And depending on the conversation, sometimes you feel closer in, in some regards in doing that. Yeah. So what about, what about some of the, the positive aspects of, because, I mean, this has been incredibly disruptive, but it hasn't been all negative. What, what are some of the positive silver lining things that you're seeing? Deanne, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, they are loving the slower pace. They're loving jumping on the trampoline and just jumping and jumping and not being called off it so quickly to come and do something else. Just that time that families are spending together Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's building depth within their family relationships games puzzles all the outside time I mean, thankfully we have this beautiful weather right now here in Atlanta and they're just having a great time outside as well Mm -hmm. one mom even told me this week that they're thinking wow we need to really think about our family values here this is really this is fun it's fun to be together
0: who knew that sidewalk chalk could be so much hours of entertainment
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We have some good artists in the church.
0: We do. We do. It's, uh, it's like legit graffiti that gets washed away by what's happening outside right now. Do yeah. you see any silver lining stuff, Kevin, for students?
1: Yeah, I mean, in the same respect, I mean, family units getting to stay together more, spend more time together. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot more family dinner time, some creative theme nights, you know, people watching movies together as a family I, I think get, just getting outside in general, without necessarily a like a, a plan or a have to, has been really good for students. And you know, even people just getting to know their neighbors in general, which is students and parents alike. You know, it's kind of forcing everybody outdoors and you know everywhere. No matter where you live, you're seeing people maybe you've never seen before, or maybe you're personally spending more time outside. So, I think definitely there's been some great way, great bright spots for students and. You know, God is still at work, which is awesome in and through their lives, and so definitely some cool stuff coming out of this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And see some of the comments too about you know dads not or parents not traveling as much, and so just we're together more. That's true for me. I mean, this has been one of the longest periods of time where I haven't had any kind of trip uh, to take me away, or uh, families cooking together, trying new recipes in order to you know kind of to break up the monotony. Um, you know, to, to be able to say, hey, we're going to experiment with some new different kinds of cooking that we don't normally do because we're so overloaded and we're so, um, you know, rushed to get to food. And um, so there are some silver linings, some bright spots in terms of the slowdown and those kinds of things. What are, what are some ministry bright spots that, that you see right now? Deanne, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, it really surrounds all this family togetherness we were disappointed that we weren't going to have the flower cross at Peachtree this year, but such joy to see flower crosses of every shape and size from Peachtree families all over the city. And what a demonstration, you know, to, to their neighbors. Just a lot of time with, with families together, children being able to jump in on the the 5000. So mom and dad might be making calls and children are writing uh, pen pal notes and they're sleeping out for missions for Covenant House and things that they may not have had the time or taken the time to do before. They're, they're finding a lot of value and a lot of fun in it as well.
0: Absolutely. Like, and people may not know what kind of the Sleeping Outside initiative with Covenant House is, but that's, uh, that's uh, leaders who were invited to sleep outside in solidarity with those were homeless and usually they'd invite them to come to the downtown location in order to sleep on site. And obviously that's not recommended, but one of the bright spots for that ministry is that more people are doing that um, as a show of their support for the homeless community because they're doing it in their yards and they're doing it in their home, uh, their home areas if they're able to do that. It's a, there are little creative things that are going on. What about for you, Kevin? Anything kind of fun and bright spot in ministry that you've enjoyed?
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly it's, we've just pivoted with some things. So it's been cool to stay connected through new modes. I mean, just utilizing zoom and social media a little bit more. We've had um, some really cool bright spots with, with some limited like drive-bys to people's houses. If it was okay, we we put out some senior signs as some of you have probably tell seen. people
0: about the senior signs that you did.
1: Yeah. So if, uh, several weeks ago, we thought we were trying to think of how to honor the seniors. And we thought it'd be really cool as a church to put out some signs, just letting them know we love them as a church. And we'd seen schools do that in the past, but we have never seen a church do it. And we just thought, man, if we could, if we could execute this quickly, this would be really fun. So we were, we were able to get them, get them uh, drawn up, printed out. And we use a, a, several of our staff and volunteer leaders to deploy them around the city. And Man, it was great. You know, a lot, of, a lot of times we'd go to drop a sign in someone's yard and, and someone would be inside and we'd send them a text and say, if you're here, come out and, and shout at me for a minute. And just have a great little driveway front yard conversation from a distance. And um, it, it really did. It was, it was one of my bright spots just being able to deploy some of those this summer. So really, really fun.
0: And not that I'm super competitive or anything like that, but we were first before the, uh, before the schools got the signs in the yard, we were there first. Peachtree was there first. I love it. Uh, Way to go student ministry, way to go Alex and Mary Wade as well. And, you know, all the rest of the team for, for helping out, um, helping out with that. So it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. And um, in case some people don't realize, you know, with the feeding the 5,000 initiative that, Deanne referenced, that's our effort to reach out to our community, particularly working with food sustainability, uh, making phone calls to encourage people who might, who be, who might be lonely and aren't plugged in. Um, so if you want some more information about that, please go to the Feeding the 5000 portion of our website. We'd love to help you um, join us and be able to blessing our community as, um, as we go through that. And that's true, uh, as somebody said in the chat, you know. Um, It can be a very, this can be a very different experience of sheltering in place and social distancing, depending on what your home and your family situation is. It's bringing out the best of us at times, and it's also bringing out the worst. Um, We do know that domestic violence is up. We know that alcohol abuse is up. And so there are moments where we need to recognize that that we do need to be praying for people because... Um, for, for some, it's not all sidewalk chalk and uh, flowers. It is real challenging uh, issues as we go through this. Um, and so all of that is just kind of messily thrown together in what we're going through right now. And um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys was, um, how, how is this season that we're about to go through going to impact the, the high water mark in our year for a lot of your programming, which is the summer programming. So Deanne, we'll begin with you. How is this going to impact something like a vacation Bible school?
2: Yeah, we cannot do it the same way that we've done it before, but we are doing it. We are going to sell it's
0: not okay to bring a thousand kids to the campus every single day right now? Not yet. Okay, not, not yet.
2: yet. All right. We got to keep them safe. Got to yeah. keep them but we're we're gonna have a blast. We're gonna take it virtual, and we're gonna have some fun with it. We're gonna embrace it. I mean, it's probably a once in a lifetime opportunity. Hopefully, once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity for us to just remodel this. Maybe there will be some families that'll be able to join us uh, that couldn't have otherwise. So we're gonna have fun with it.
0: Yeah, can you give us an example of something you're excited about from this summer? Like what? Like something specific that's kind of cooking in the kitchen. Let us in the tent a little bit, man. Okay.
2: Well, for fourth graders, this is not a VBS thing, but for fourth graders, they did not get to receive their fourth grade Bibles this year. They lose that faith milestone. So they can watch out for a special delivery coming their way uh, from Children and Family Ministries because we want to celebrate this milestone. They're getting ready to head into student ministry and we want to celebrate it. So we've got some fun things like that. VBS, it's called Concrete and Cranes. So in the mail, the kids are going to receive a toolkit with everything that they need to have a great week. Moms and dads, we're making it as kid-friendly and kid-driven as possible. Um, But, you know, ask grandma to do it with the kids.
0: Yeah. No, that's wonderful. I I love hearing that. Kevin, what about you for summer programming? How's this going to impact some of the stuff that we do in student ministry?
1: Yeah, it's obviously a big change, and we've been prayerfully... You know, thinking it through and planning it. So, you know, our big trips, they aren't going to go as planned on site at those locations, which is tough, but we're we're excited about pivoting to doing some more creative things. So we're we're looking forward to having some special plans during those summer camp weeks for each of our ministries. Mm -hmm. We're also looking at some mission opportunities for when we were going to be doing mission trips either overseas or, or stateside. We're going to put some stuff in there. We have 12 fellows coming this summer that are going to be starting in just a couple of weeks. And so we're so excited. Um, there'll be three of them focused with with children and families ministry. There'll be about nine that are going to be helping out with students in college in different ways. So we're, we're so excited to bring them on board. We'll have a couple weeks where we can brainstorm with them and we're just going to deploy any ways of giving the gift of, of connection and conversation and, and allowing kids to grow spiritually, we're gonna throw it all out there. So we're excited to, to see what, what ends up coming about. We're, we're planning a lot of that now, and then we're gonna bring the fellows on for some of that as well.
0: So glad that we're gonna continue, the, <clears throat> even though we can't do some of the camps and some of the mission trips, particularly international that we would normally do. Um, the fact that we've got our fellows coming on board, that we're still able to do that program. And um, I think there's some really creative things that are gonna come out of this summer. Um, it's going to be turning the lemons into lemonade for the best of uh, the best of what I know that you and your teams can bring. I want to take, um, I want to make sure we get some questions here from the Q&A. So if you guys got questions, uh, please put them in the Q&A for um, our remaining time. Uh, but we've got one that's come in. And Kevin, this one's directed to you, all right? Yeah. It says, is this the first time that you have ever worn a collar during a quarantine? <laughs>
1: No, I've actually been uh, been been wearing a collar. You know, every day it sort of feels like I'm I'm getting in work mode. I, I am actually wearing pants. I know that sometimes <laughs> it doesn't happen in, in quarantine mode, but yeah. So I've been putting on a collar. It's a comfortable collar, but uh, yes. just just throwing one on. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you want to tell people what you wore to our first Zoom meeting as a leadership team?
1: Gosh, what did? Oh, I think was, I was it, in was it a muscle out. shirt? It, yeah. You and
0: Cody showed up to our first Zoom meeting. We had to have like a Zoom, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, kind of we had to set the bar for what people could wear because you and Cody were flexing your muscles in our first Zoom meeting as a leadership team on the staff. It was a good time. It was hard to concentrate. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple other questions coming in. Deanne, this one's for you. Do you have any idea of when the nest is going to open? Because the mamas need some help.
2: Oh, oh, we know it uh we are gonna follow the c d c guidelines and the things that we're being told by officials and by you know those in the medical field, and we are as anxious to do it to get it open. We miss these babies so much, so as soon as we know more and as soon as we can, we're gonna let everybody know. we miss y'all
0: yeah absolutely it's a it's an integral part of our ministry to children and their families and it, it, there is not only Zoom fatigue, I do believe that there's parental fatigue in the, in the sense of that, particularly with younger kids, not having the same support networks that families usually have with others is, is a real challenge. So it's hard for mom and dad to have uh, you know, some of those date nights because uh, you're not getting babysitters and things like that in the same way um, that you used to. So, uh, we've, got a, we've got an important question here that's come in from, uh, from uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw under the bus with her name, from Meg Williams. She oh. wants to know who is my favorite, Deanne or Kevin? <laughs> Clearly, it's Deanne. <laughs> Clearly Deanne. Um, I'm gonna tell a, one of my favorite Deanne stories. So, we're on the Israel, yeah, she doesn't want you to tell the story, she knows what it is. We're on the Israel trip, and uh, Deanne is standing next to Rebecca and Jay and um, Rebecca and Jay get asked if uh, Deanne is their daughter. And, uh, and we just howled with laughter because, because chronologically that doesn't work, but we really, um, we really appreciate uh, Deanne, whatever your fountain of youth is, uh, we all wanna know the secret, right, Kevin?
2: That's right. <laughs> oh, those are great memories great memories
0: yeah, great memories now rebecca's concerned about being throw, thrown under the bus <laughs> love, love
2: that. you uh, rebecca
0: so somebody so somebody is asking um what what the fellows are going to do this summer yeah
1: do we so know what
0: the fellows are going to do because we know and some of them work in children's as well as students right deanne so you guys can both answer
1: That's correct. So I'll I'll take this because I'll be sort of shepherding the the whole pack of 12. So we're super excited that the church is willing to invest in bringing them on. And so we, we normally have three for children's ministry in the different areas of children's serving, and then six in student ministry, and they're serving in the three areas of student ministry. And then we're also adding an extra three, which is one for college, one to do some helpful video creation content, Um, and then one to help us focus on missions. So we're really excited to have them on board. I think that's going to be a huge part of helping our creativity to help love students and families this summer, both in student ministry
0: and children's ministry. Dan, anything you want to add to that?
2: Well, the fellows for us, we have three. One for preschool, one for uh, nursery, one for elementary. They start right around the time that we'll be packing those toolkits to send out to the VBS kids. So uh, we look forward to just sharing life with them this summer. Uh, Isabel, who is on my team, she was one of my fellows one time and we just built a beautiful relationship and just love, I have all girls this year and just love sharing time with these girls. They're awesome. Can't wait for them to get here.
0: Well one of the things that I cherish is the way that the two of you shepherd the students and the families and the children of this church and it is one of the shining stars in the crown that is this congregation because of the legacy of love that's in this place. Obviously the backstory of the church, it was birthed out of the tragedy of a child um, that we're even here as a, as a congregation and that future is secure with uh, the leadership that you guys provide. And so thank you guys for all that you're doing for all the creativity that you're having to, to muster this uh, this season. And thank you for loving our families. I'm going to, Close us in a prayer, and so let's pray together if we close tonight. God, I'm so grateful for, um, for these two in particular and for the teams that they represent, the teams of volunteers and staff that, uh, that regularly care for and bring children and students closer and closer to you. Thank you that you're the God that welcomes us at any age. And as you remind us in your word to, to let no one look down on us because of our youth, but because of our youth to be a great example. And so God, we pray that we will be raising wonderful little examples, shining stars of, um, that reflect your goodness and your love and the great restoration of what you're doing in this world. We pray for families who are struggling now, God, um, for families that are struggling with not just the small inconveniences of life, but the great, um, the great impracticalities of the loss of a job and, not uh, consistent shelter over their head. So Lord, will you go before us, um, both our families who have particular needs as well as our broader community and their needs. We thank you, God, for your continued blessing. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. And I hope you have a good one. Take care. Thanks, Kevin and Deanne.
2: Whoop, whoop. Thank you.
0: There's the ball, the Clemson golf ball. Love it. I'm the, in the freaks, creek. Creek fine.